now that I think about it, dryness isn't really a flavour. It was a uh, <laughs> last minute, last minute option I added in. I dryness got, adds I got red herring flavour. It adds a, a red herring tang to any beer. What we do here is go back, 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 back. And we are back. And we're back. With another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast on Monday, the 31st of August. The last day of winter, technically speaking. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Uh, and that's a little bit of positivity. I tell you what, yeah. I've done two winters in a row and I'm looking forward to some spring, let me tell you. <laughs> How are you yeah, going, man? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, this Monday is a very, very exciting Monday for us, uh, us Aucklanders up here. Um, we're, we're in level two now. We're, we're out of lockdown. We're in level two. There was part of me that didn't think it was going to happen because I must admit it's still a little bit scary up here. Um, but we move on. Uh, we go back to work and we just have to be, you know, as you guys have been living with level two, um, precautions going on, we've now got to do the same up here. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, mandatory, not mandatory, but a lot of mask wearing that uh, has to continue going forth for us. Cause yeah, I mean, I must admit, I think, you know, a lot of the country got a little bit complacent, you know, we thought oh, we were out of the bro. woods. Um, and yeah, here we are. But I mean, who, who knew it was going to happen, but the, the the matter of the fact is is that we are we are out of level three we're back into level two and I head back to work tomorrow so I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, I've got to say I I've felt slightly less secure knowing that in theory there could be droves of you Aucklanders just like driving down to Wellington <laughs> bringing yeah. your infections with you, which is terrible <laughs> because you know there's nothing nothing that anyone in Auckland has has done wrong and as much no. as i've been a relatively like stringent person i've been wearing masks on public transport for the last couple of weeks wearing masks out in, in public like if i'm in the cbd and around people even though i've been relatively strict on that myself i still feel the whole like well now we really see like now we've really yeah. put into test yep. what are the chances of everything going back round. but to be honest with you i feel like the last few days i felt you know what, if it's going to happen, let's see if it happens. Not in a not caring about it way, not in like a America, well, people are sick, we'll just have to deal with it. Just in like a, we can't keep Auckland in three forever. There's over a million people. We have to do this. And we just got to hope that the thing, that the thing works. I mean, the main thing for me, honestly, is that you're not working today. That's the most important thing of you guys changing levels is that you've got the Monday off so we can sit here and we can talk and we can do the podcast as per normal. As per normal. We're, we're, we're continuing the show. The show The show goes on. The show, the show goes on. must go on. Yeah. Um, but hey, I'll, I'll, I'll start us off today with our, uh, with our question. Uh, oh, yeah. For, for the first one. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I know, but for people that are listening... Um, What's your star sign? My star sign. Well, I am a Scorpio. Um, I think I'm a Scorpio by four days. I think the cutoff for Scorpio is like the 22nd of November. Um, interesting you asked me this because a, f- a few weeks ago, I was going to ask you about 
when we were doing the whole superstition question, I was going to ask how you feel about like astronomy and astrological mm. signs and if you buy into that at all. And I was like, that's kind of in the same sphere as superstition, but decided it was too messy to do both. Um, I'm a Scorpio. Interestingly, I don't know if you heard this a few weeks ago that apparently NASA had like discovered a new star sign and there was all sorts of stuff on the internet about like everyone's star yes. signs changed it's changed yeah which i read up on and apparently is completely false it's not a new star sign they just renamed it and also like supposedly nasa doesn't have the power to change whatever star sign stuff comes from anyway oh. apparently it's a whole load whole load of whole load of bs and we are all still what we were which for me is a scorpio what about you uh, I'm a I'm a Taurus, a Taurus. I'm a, yeah, I'm a Taurus through and through. Because um, yeah, I, I mean that's that's pretty much what I was going to ask you. Like, do you, do you do you align quite a lot with with your star sign, or do you read into that quite a lot? Because for me personally, I never did. I was always mm. like, no, no, it's got nothing nothing to do with it. Um, but Rachel started well not started she's always been interested in, in astrology and star signs and things so you know she's actually told me what my moon sign is and what my oh, yeah. rising sign is and all of this kind of stuff and it, it it's quite scary in that sense of coincidence superstition but it it does kind of align with with what's going on so i mean do do, do you know any of your moon or or rising signs at all no, I've never, I've never gone that far into it. Probably the closest I had was, uh, when I was in Bristol. Um, I watched a few videos. I think it was just some YouTubers whose channels I followed and they followed their like star sign stuff. Generally speaking, no, I don't really buy mm. into it mm. at all. Um, but I think over the last few years, I've had people who do follow it a lot explain to me why they follow it. And I see some of the logic to it. Yeah. Um, and just something as simple as the time of year you were born affecting how you grow up. I think there's some truth to that. Like someone mm. that's born on Christmas Day has a completely different understanding of what Christmas Day means to someone who's born in the middle of June. Like someone yep. who's born in the time of year that means they're on the cusp of like a school year. You know how there was always that mm -hmm. one kid who was way older or way younger. Like, of course yeah. that would affect you. Obviously not everyone fits into those specific categories, but I think there is some truth to certain points of the year where you're born can have impact on like your schooling or your relationship with your parent. Like, you know, mm -hmm. there's some stuff in there that over the last few years have been like, Oh yeah, I can understand why that would um, yeah, that makes sense. have an impact. I mean, Scorpio is yep. typically are seen as like really devious untrustworthy conniving people which i mean i don't know how you feel about me i don't really feel like I, that, no that. that doesn't that doesn't align that doesn't align um <laughs> yeah but there are there are aspects of scorpio that i read i'm like yeah i mean there's like scorpios often seem to prioritize themselves and be a bit like selfish and in some ways i can be that like mm. Yeah, generally speaking, I don't know if I really read into it. I don't really read into the whole, um, like, one star sign's good for you in terms of, like, partners versus yeah, other yeah, star yeah. signs. Um, that being said, that there was a specific, like, time in Bristol where I was, you know, was living with someone who felt quite strongly about it, and they explained to me, like, the tendencies of, like, Leos, for example, like, people that are Leos, like 
think they're the world. They think the sun shines out their ass, blah, blah, blah. And then I like remember going and searching like people up on Facebook. Again, nothing specific against Leo, them and other star signs. I looked up some people and I was like, oh, you know what? That does that makes sense. That, yeah. that person. <laughs> but I think for me, like, I think there's just lots of ways of categorizing people. I had a really interesting yeah. discussion with a few friends on Friday night about Myers-Briggs, about the five mm. love languages, Mm-hmm. And how there's just so many different ways that we try and categorize ourselves in comparison to other people. And I think that star sign stuff is pretty similar. Like, yeah. who are we to say that star signs are less scientific or valuable or psychological than Myers-Briggs? Like, I, I don't know the study or the background of Myers-Briggs, where it comes from. I presume there's quite a strong psychological foundation, which is why it's seen as such a informative tool Mm. but i think all of these ways of us just trying to categorize people and figure out why people are different and why they have similarities kind of all carry somewhat of the same weight i think where i really disagree with star sign stuff is like horoscopes 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 complete load of rubbish like someone is just writing those for papers just writing random stuff up like fortune cookies and it's just (laughs) they're so vague it's like something will happen to you at some point sometime yes yes it will (laughs) yes it will and then when it happens you're like oh my gosh i will read the next one (laughs) yeah 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 no Um, that's so true i think that's how i feel feel generally yeah i i I wouldn't want to just you know show dismay towards star signs in comparison to other things i think as is Mm. abundantly clear on this podcast like i've become very very interested in myers-briggs and i think that interest in myers-briggs and other ways of analyzing psychology and how you feel and who you relate to are all you know of a lot more interest to me now than they than they were before i I mean how has it been for you you know spending time with someone who feels very strongly about it like has that convinced you more of certain value or has it just made you go like, actually, no, I'm quite comfortable with my feelings towards this. Yeah. I, (laughs) I, I mean, I, my, my views definitely changed over the time. Like there was, there was a time when we first kind of discussed it. I was like, no, (laughs) no, I don't, I don't agree. Um, and then the more and more I kind of explored it a little bit more. It's not that I'm like, you know, full, you know, my, my whole hand is in, I've got, you know, the, the jackpot ready to go. Um, I'm just kind of accepting of it, you know, like if, if people want to believe this and and see it that way, then sweet, go for it. So I've kind of just, you know, um, not accepted it. That's the wrong way of saying it, but, um, have, have, have found more interest in it in the sense of just kind of understanding how people, uh, receive it and perceive it. Um, because you know being a being a Taurus I'm very <laughs> now I'm going to use it as an example I'm very built in the kind of uh the physical world and material um possessions and things like that so mm. to recharge my energy I like yeah like working physically with something um which is why I'm kind of excited to get back to work so I can actually yeah just start doing something again after this kind of emotional time just being here by myself um so I'm just ready to yeah just do more things um yeah but yeah, I mean, I, like you said, horoscopes and things like that, I don't, I, 
because the 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 thing with astrology and things it's so broad you know they could mention five different things within the same kind of bubble and if you kind of feel like you hit one of those things you're like oh yeah I'm this oh yeah that aligns with me but it's so broad so you can you can kind of find stuff it's kind it's kind of how I feel about like tarot cards and things like that and and tarot it's it can feel so broad sometimes that it's easy to create your own narrative and your own story within it that it actually works for you um and that's how i feel about the the um about the star sign sometimes but uh, i mean i must admit i'm i i'm definitely a taurus like <laughs> i'm definitely aligned with that a lot um, well you are and then, i presume based on when you were born that is your star sign <laughs> like, yeah yep, exactly you are. yes i am <laughs> surprise um and then yeah i think my my moon and rising was also uh aries and cancer as well um so i mean you know if if you if you know what i'm talking about then maybe you and you know me you 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 might get that a little bit but i won't dive into it a little bit too much but um yeah i just wanted to see if um if it's it's something that kind of flew around your your head a little bit or if it's just you you know but meh i don't really care definitely over the last few years um i've been reading sort of on and off a book called by neil degrasse tyson i presume you probably know who he is right yep Definitely. Yeah, renowned astrophysicist, very kind of quite big in pop culture and like explaining the science of interstellar and like how accurate it is, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, he's got a book that came out uh, last year, I think, called Letters from an Astrophysicist. Um, and it's him responding to letters that people have written to him over the years, like some from kids asking about space and some from quite religious people asking him to like help them out with their questioning of their faith versus science all these very, very varying types of letters. And one of kind of the subsections that he talked about was numerology, which is the kind of belief or study of how, how numbers relate to events. An example oh. of this being that like in the Bible, pi as a number is a reference, but it's only referenced as three. And that's kind of one of mm-hmm. the things that Neil deGrasse Tyson has looked at in the past as, as saying like, you know, science and church don't necessarily line up. And someone had written him this letter being like, well, yes, they, they mention it as three, but if you go through all the passages and you take the passage numbers and you put them together, basically coming up with an equation for pi to equal 3.14 from Bible stuff. And wow. what Neil deGrasse Tyson said was the whole flaw of numerology is that if you know what you're looking for as a number at the end, you can essentially turn anything Anything. into a number that you know yeah it's like when you know 9-11 happened and then you go back and you look at Nostradamus' stuff like there's enough content and there's enough way of manipulating numbers with each mm. other to get to anything so it's not yeah. really special and as Neil deGrasse Tyson says in the book what's special is if you can predict the thing with the numbers and then it happens but if you're doing it in a the opposite order there's actually nothing special about it and i think that kind of ties into the astrology anything that's based around the year because fundamentally mm. that's what it is right it's like divided up into chunks based around birth and the moon and everything if you have a personality trait that you're trying to confirm it's kind of easy to go back and use what the internet or what astrology or what someone else's impact on you is to then justify what you're like as a person. Yeah. I think it would be the yeah. complete opposite of say like 
you sat down and you wrote down on a piece of paper all of your personality traits and how you feel. And then for the first time ever, you went on a, um, you know, astrology or Myers-Briggs or love languages or what if, if you wrote all those down beforehand and then you went on and it confirmed every single one, that would be different because you've already mm. set you've out set it. what you, know. you are looking for. Yep. But if you go yep. on and you go like, oh yeah, this kind of relates, this kind of relates, it's impossible to be as aware of the things that it's not telling you. So true. yeah, I think you take it with a grain of salt. And I think sometimes as with all these things, it's nice to get confirmation about something that you think is positive about yourself or if it's a negative thing about yourself to reaffirm that that's a personality trait and something you can work on. But a lot of the time, I think those tools are all just things to help you reaffirm things you already knew about yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And while I, as you are clearly anti-horoscopes to me astrological sign stuff sort of sits relatively in the same ballpark as everything else but mm-hmm. that being said i would never meet someone and go like oh you're a aquarius uh, all aquarius people love themselves too much therefore i'm not gonna spend any time with you you know like i, I don't really don't really <laughs> yeah. believe in that much stuff at all but if someone said yeah. to me like you were born in November. I was born in this time of the year. We have diff- we have similarities that cross over. Then I'd probably be more inclined to think about it. Like one thing for me is that my mum was born two days after me. And so my whole life mm. has been two very close November birthdays. Um, and like my dad's born in August. My sister's born in October. I have quite a small family. So for me, all the birthdays in my family are in one time of year. So yeah, psychology yeah. of how I feel about that time of year is probably very different to if I had a birthday in February and one in June and then one in August and then one in December, you know? So that kind of stuff, I yeah. think there is definite truth to, but how much that relates to actual star sign stuff, I don't know, but yeah, somewhere in the middle, somewhere on the fence is my long winded answer. No, interesting. No, no, thank you. I, I, I appreciated that. Yeah, it was just something that kind of popped in, popped into my head for us to have a quick little discussion about. But uh, I mean, like as you said, anyone listening, if you if you love your star signs and things like that, great. That you know, absolutely perfect. You know, as we always say, these are our opinions. Um, and yeah, let us let us enjoy our opinions. <laughs> yeah, and if it helps you make sense of stuff that you've been trying to make sense of. Amazing. That's yeah completely up to whatever whatever registers for you and whatever doesn't register for you i think yeah Um, yeah so true um well i mean we're gonna take a take a little bit of a turn here now uh within the podcast um yeah there was there was something that i i really wanted to talk about today and, and and james as well um but basically the world um the world lost a king uh, a few days ago, uh, lost a true warrior, um, and that's that's Chadwick Boseman. Um, Chadwick Boseman passed away um, from was it stage three colon colon cancer, I believe, um, and it came as a real shock to us, um, you know, fans and people within the industry that worked with him as well. It kind of it kind of all took us by surprise. I was I was watching something live on um, on YouTube, you know, people. Um, people doing things on YouTube and they all kind of stopped and, you know, said, had you seen Twitter and all of this? And they all actually, you know, for these people who are just, you know, content creators and things like that, you know, it even stopped them all in their tracks and they all had a moment and someone said some nice words and it, it, it really hit home for me as well because, 
obviously Chadwick Boseman, um, probably biggest and best known of playing T'Challa, uh, Black Panther. Um, I absolutely loved that movie within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it did so much for for Marvel, but also just just films in general because you know it was an all all black cast black director and what what they were able to do for the black community and and you know young young black kids being able to watch this movie and and see this kind of superhero you know out without in the community and things like that was just such a big thing but I mean the the life that Chadwick um lived as well was was crazy you know he was um, he went to Howard University in Washington D.C., where he um, he actually studied directing, um, and then from there he went to the British Academy um, uh, Drama in Oxford, where he started doing more writing and more directing, and he actually started to begin uh, to learn acting while he was there as well, so he could relate to the cast members as a, as a director and as a writer, so he could understand that acting side of it. He then came back to New York's Digital Film Academy and he became a drama instructor. Um, and then after that, he finally moved to Los Angeles to, to pursue acting as a career. And he got small roles and small things. And then um, he started to get pick up, picked up and, and, and started doing, you know, bigger movies. He did. He played Jackie Robinson in 42, who was a, just an absolute baseball legend, if, if you know who that is. Um, UCLA, he also played man. You yeah, went to yeah. UCLA. Check your yeah, true. Big, big time, yeah. Yeah. Um he also played James Brown and Get On Up as well, who was just a, another massive historical figure, um, especially within the black community and, and I mean both of those as well. And then for him to come and play Black Panther, you know, I mean it's it's in the name. He was doing so much for the black community and I think, you know, with, with everything that's been going on with Black Lives Matter and we obviously talked about it earlier in the podcast as as well a few episodes well, many episodes ago now um he 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 was such a a big beacon of hope for everyone because to to take you know these strong black characters and put them on the screen he created so much hope for for everyone and and things like that so you know for me just being a a fan of his and being a fan of black panther it um yeah, it really, it really took me back because n- no one knew, you know, and uh, I think that that's the thing with with celebrities and things like that. You know, we we think we know what they're doing and their craft and their life and things like that, but I mean, we we had we had no idea, you know, we we didn't know that it was that it was going on, and he was going through all of his craft and and doing these these movies. And, you know, with these other actors and, and no one knew, but he, he kept on going. He wasn't going to let it defeat him and defeat his craft and the thing that he was passionate about. And he wanted to get these messages out. So, I mean, he really was a true hero on and off. And, and that's what people that have worked with him have been saying. So, yeah, it's just it's just completely, completely taken the world by 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 surprise. But I mean, I think, you know, that's a. Uh, a, a beautiful thing that we can now look on and his legacy and, and what he's done and you know we can continue to watch Black Panther and and I mean because Black, Black Panther was the is the only Marvel movie um, or was the first Marvel movie or superhero movie actually um, to be nominated for, for Best Picture 
And I, I remember that year of just being in awe because I, you know, I, I love, I love superhero movies. Um, and so for, for Black Panther to be the first superhero movie nominated for best picture was such a big thing. Um, and it's, it's paved, it's paved the way for a lot of those actors and, you know, really getting black casts and black directors, black writers, and just what, what he's done for the community, um, and, and the industry in itself, the, the film industry and, and Hollywood, um, it's just just major so yeah i just wanted to spend a little bit of little time during this podcast just just talking about just the, like i said the true warrior that he was on and off the screen and yeah i mean yeah we've, we've lost a king we've lost a king yeah i think it's um and thank you for that it's very very beautiful beautiful words to share and i know you're such a passionate you know marvel fan and and i think that you know, pop culture and, and film can have such a big impact on us. And I mean, you're not part of the African-American community and no. it's, you know, you, you can understand all these issues of representation and how, what it meant for film and what it meant for that community. And, and still it had an impact on you. So I think it's important to emphasize like how crushing this must be for, for people who idolized this yeah. figure. Mm. Um, because yeah, it's, it's clear how, how much of an impact both he and that film as a whole, you know, had on, on the black community and, and just having a, a superhero and a superhero's, you know, world, you know, that kind of mm. fictional character revolve around the African experience and the American experience and where that crossed over and the power involved in those characters, um, can't can't be underestimated because as we've said the importance of of pop culture is sometimes that is the the out for people that's their way yeah. of of being passionate and sharing their experience and and especially with all the things that are going on with black lives matter obviously the shooting of jacob uh blake over the last you know week yeah. has been massive movement yeah. that has had flow-on effects with you know nba players boycotting and and that is continuing and continuing and continuing as as America fights for you know proper response to the Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter movement. You have this this death that happens of a completely you know unrelated cause. You know, as you said, colon cancer, which no one really knew about. And I think it's so strange to compare celebrity death versus you know non-celebrity death and you know for for Chadwick Boseman's friends and family he isn't a celebrity he's just a a family member who's passed away from cancer but for the world most people know him from this performance and it's really hard to separate his impact and positive impact on those communities from you know his legacy and like you said the fact that very, very few people knew what was going on with him with his cancer. I think he was diagnosed in 2016. 2016, yeah. So I think he was shooting Black Panther while he, after he had been diagnosed, or there was certainly a crossover there. And it just goes to show, like, A, the amount of effort actors will go to in their craft to give great performances, and, and B, like, the presumptions that we take with people that are, 
are famous and are involved in, in the entertainment industry and we presume that we get to know everything about them and we sort of unintentionally take on this privileged position of being like, well, we know them and we're fans of them, so therefore we know everything that's going on. And then all of a sudden you find out that, no, this is not actually a person you have any personal involvement with, but because you feel such a connection for people like yourself, people that are really, really big Marvel or Black Panther or, or indeed many of the other great movies like you mentioned that that Chadwick Boseman was involved with you feel a genuine impact I mean for me like earlier this year when Kobe Bryant died like that Mm. really Mm. really really impacted me because I think my whole love for basketball as a sport was like fundamentally tied into into Kobe like he's was never my favorite player I was never a Lakers fan but he was just so iconic within that sport that when all of a sudden it was like well that person's not around anymore that's when you step back and you go well what actually is my relationship to this person is almost like a fictional character as someone who I've imagined I have a relationship with and then all of a sudden you go like yeah they're not around anymore and it Mm -hmm. makes you assess how strong the relationships that we form with with people that are famous and within areas of you know industries that we're passionate about whether it be sports or whether it be entertainment in Chadwick Boseman's case like film and Kobe's case basketball we form such strong relationships with these people which on the one hand doesn't really make sense we never knew them (laughs) never met them but on the other hand like that just speaks to the power of of entertainment and what people who are great at their craft can do for inspiring people that only get to touch like a tiny amount of of their their impact so yeah absolutely by no means am i am i as much of a a marvel enthusiast as as you i mean i've obviously seen seen black panther and i've seen lots of the marvel films but yeah you you find out this news and all of a sudden you have to kind of process what it means to you and and yeah obviously obviously thoughts with with his family and friends and and people that have been impacted by by his passing because i don't think there's anything wrong with comforting people who feel impacted by the loss of someone they've never met you're allowed to feel to feel yeah. grief and a sense of sense of sorrow have that you don't have to have met a person to be to be sad that they're they're no longer around if that makes yeah. sense no that makes complete sense i mean it's like you said it's like you know for us being creatives and wanting to entertain in whatever way shape or form we want to you know we hope that our craft will impact people and they'll be able to look at what we do and and take something away from that you know we might enjoy doing it ourselves but you know we do it for the enjoyment of others so you you're so right i mean it's I think, I mean, you think of all of the amazing people that we've lost this year and the past few years within within Hollywood and the entertainment industry and the amount of mourning that's go on, gone on and things like that. It's 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 going to happen, you know, it's going to happen. We're all human and we all find, you know, what we were saying earlier, we all find our connection to different things and how it impacts us in our life. So, I mean... Yeah, this this year has has been a hard year for everyone for for so many different things, you know. So many different things have happened this year, and I mean, we've kind of just got to yeah, we've just got to keep on moving and and 
find the light really you know and if, if there's anything that we can take away from these you know beautiful people that that have that have left us is is look at what they've done and and let that fuel you into your own you know i mean uh, i must say a lot of the stuff that chadwick's done the amount of um the craft you know that the the the, the study and learning that he's put into his craft has actually kind of given me a, a newfound I don't know, wanting to just keep learning for some reason, you know, I think there's a lot more that I could do with my craft um, to, to strengthen it and, and really hone it in. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's a weird thing to feel, but like you said, it's, it's, it's okay to feel it, you know? Um, yeah. 2020, I think, man, 2020. I, th- I think with, with actors, just as an example is the nature of the industry and the way that, we perceive the industry as consumers, like removing you yourself and myself as actors from this equation. Like you only, we only get to know people when they're successful. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, someone like Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. I'm sure, you know, there were people that knew who he was before Black Panther. I'm happy to say, I didn't really know who he was, but until then, all of a sudden they're involved in these massive projects that are massively successful when they have critically acclaimed performances that we all love. And that's kind of where you, where we perceive their start line is Mm. like, unless you're really rigorous about going, Oh, what projects did these people do before? What have they done since they were 16 to mean they get to this point? So often we just, we overlook that, which is why it was fascinating. And thank you for doing, doing the research to talk about all the steps that he took in his career to get to sort of the peak of his powers, quite literally where he was with Black Panther because we just these people step into the limelight they're incredibly successful and we sort of just gloss over all the hard work that they've done to get into that position i don't think that's anyone's it's fault there's so many people that are successful particularly in the entertainment industry with there's not enough time in the day to like go back and look at every single person's career ever mm. and how they started out in their small credits but i think it speaks to to the nature of how we idolize these people that we we often don't take enough time to, to step back and be like, how did they get to where they were? And as you said with Chadwick Boseman, as an example, like all of that craft and that effort and mm. those years of working that went into getting him to where he was with Black Panther as, as a credit to who he was as as an artist, as a practitioner, as someone that like strove to be... Uh, you know, an actor that would have an impact, you know, outside of cinema... You yeah, know, something that that transcended film and actually going into to the wider like communities that he was felt like a representative for. Um, but yeah, obviously it's it's twenty twenty, man. We have to keep twenty twenty processing and learning, and yeah. we're doing a lot of a lot of growing up. And as you said, like that is the nature of of the world. We lose great people all the time, and. It's nice to be able to have a discussion about about processing, and I I haven't had a chance to go back and rewatch Black Panther. I thought about doing it this weekend, but but wasn't wasn't quite wasn't quite ready to sit down and really? do it. But yeah, but, I'm I'm the same. I think I'm gonna gonna let it air out a little bit, and then I'll I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. Yeah, and because you know what, like, and this is a completely different discussion. I have my frustrations with Black Panther in terms of mm-hmm. like with uh, within the Marvel cinematic universe and the film itself. I have to admit the film itself, there were aspects of the narrative that really frustrated me. And because the film had such a 
a build up before it got released in terms of like what it mm. meant for film and the importance yeah. of it and the representation that was being showed for me the first time i watched it i felt a little bit disappointed with the actual storytelling that occurred but i've mm-hmm. only seen it once and if there is anything for me to to make me go back and give it a second chance and see if maybe separated from all that hype in the moment maybe actually yeah, it, yeah, is, yeah. it is uh a much better whole product of storytelling than than i first thought it was because i know for some people it is their favorite marvel film i Mm. know some people it's like top three you know people all all across the world from different walks of life so i am looking forward to a rewatch i'm sure it will happen (laughs) sometime soon nice nice (laughs) but to uh to finish out this week we have we have something very interesting. As we said last week, we were meant to be uh, doing a a quiz episode. We decided that we wanted to do the the friendship episode and sort of usurp this week. But one of the reasons why we decided to uh, push it push it back a week was that um, this week the quiz is going to be be slightly different. The reason that it's going to be slightly different is that we have a guest quiz master. Not only is he to be the, the quiz master of this episode, he is also our first unofficial sponsor of the Bros and Brews podcast. Woo, um, indeed. We we are both very excited. Um, the sponsorship comes in a form of, of Brews. Uh, this, this person wrote to us. He's an avid listener of the show. Also happens <laughs> to be a very good friend of ours. And he yes. said that he was, was very keen to... Uh, to sponsor the next quiz that we did and so we said hmm ha can we possibly allow you to to fund the the brews of the next quiz we thought it over for a very long time and (laughs) obviously said yes so uh without further ado we will welcome to the podcast the one the only uh hamish stewart long time listener first time caller really happy to be here long time listener first time caller how are you going man I'm very good. Yeah, really, really well. Very happy to be here. Uh, it's a bit of a bit of a surreal moment, to be honest. Yeah, we should say our, yeah. our first our first uh, guest guest on the show. Yeah, um, it has brought sort of some more logistics of of this online thing that we do. I should say that Hamish is is in the room with me live as we're recording mm. this, and yeah, it's been a new so adventure for jealous. us this week trying to trying to make it happen. Yes, yeah. Sorry, Matt, you're all the way. It's well, okay. You could, come it's you could trip down now. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> but yeah, so this will be the third installation of the Bruce Quiz. We are stoked to have Hamish here. He's written the quiz himself. Matt and yeah. I have no idea what's coming forward. All we know nope. is that the winner will walk away with some form of bruise prize yes. what did you say it was going to be uh, a probably a six pack of the winner's choosing six pack of the winner's unless choosing unless they want choice. a surprise from me something that my very picky beer snobbiness could 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 bring to the table well no I, 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 I value I value your opinion when it comes to beers he's just going to send you a big bottle of wine man. <laughs> 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 Yeah, if I um, lose. <laughs> yeah, if you lose. But yeah, <laughs> over to you, mate. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, no. And Matt and I are excited to uh, to see what your mm. quiz questions have in store. Yes. Take it away. Yeah, I just want to um, win yeah, one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. 
Um, yeah, I'm very happy to be here, guys. Um, I've been listening since day one. Um, usually what, listen uh, when they come out, if not a few days later. Um, but yeah, it's uh, very nice to be here. Very proud of you guys and the work you're doing. Thank um, you. But what I will say, before we get going, the quiz is obviously beer-based because of the of the brews, and also slightly film-based as well because of uh, you know where you guys have your expertise. Um, I do have I'm a sensing a Matt's landslide. I really am. <laughs> I hope yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. I do have a tie-break question if we if we need to for any reason, but we shall see when we get there. Very good. Um, but I think, yeah, I would jump straight into it. If you guys are ready, let's I'm do it. I'm feeling very ready. All right. Uh, so, question number one. Oh, I should say, sorry, before we're going. All of these are multi-choice. So, okay, hopefully that will... Love a multi. Uh, won't be anything too tough. Yeah. Right, so here we are. Question number one. When was the beer can invented? So, the beer can, when was that invented? Is it... 1905, 1920, 1925, or 1935? 1905, 1920, 25, or 35? I mean, it's got to be early. I mean, you think of just like, I don't know, I mean, Coca-Cola and all of that kind of stuff in itself, like the can. The beer can. Yeah, but they came in bottles for a long time. Um, Oh, true. I mean, it's got a. It's something to do with the war. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But I um, mean. Okay, I think I know what I'm going to go with, <laughs> and it's not particularly informed, but. I I mean, my first instinct was 1920. Final answer? F- yeah, final answer, 1920. Well, I can't lie, 1920 was what I was going to go for as well, so. so... We're both locking that in? <laughs> I'm locking yep. it in, I'm not I moving so. away. So the correct answer is 1935. Yeah, oh, I, just, late. So I, I thought it was late. It was post-war, uh, but uh, not not immediately, I guess. 35. Yeah, yeah I guess aluminium mm-hmm. stuff. I had absolutely no idea, yeah. so I'm I don't regret my guess. That's fine. And I'm I, it was my second choice. The same thing. It was my second choice. <laughs> yeah. oh, I feel like I bullied it off you. Stay with your gut, man. I got to. Yeah. Question two. Yes, question two. So, non-alcoholic beers typically have the same alcohol content as which fruit? Right, so, banana, pear, pineapple, or kiwi fruit? Or kiwi for our American listeners. (laughs) The Chinese gooseberry. Yes. Um, That that, that is non-alcoholic beers. Banana... Is the same alcoholic content as one of these fruits? Typically. Typically, they have the same alcoholic content. Typically, yes. the same alcoholic... Did you say alcohol-free beers? So, no, non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic yes. beers. So, technically, <sighs> they have a very small amount of alcohol. Okay, well, there you go. You've yes. given me a hint, because I was the, trying to fish this... The same way that ginger beer can have a very small alcoholic content. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Do that, we need okay. the answers again? Yeah. Was it banana, no, I... pear, pineapple, pineapple, kiwi fruit? Correct. Kiwi fruit. I think okay. I've got my I know answer. what I'm going for. Okay, well, I'm I'll go, go first with... this time. I'm... Okay. 
Um, I'm going to go with pear. Looking in pear from James. I I was going to go pineapple. I just feel like, I don't know, something about the fermenting process of a pineapple might be a little bit more alcoholic Mm. than the rest, but I don't know. All right. Okay, well, both very good guesses. Uh, But the correct answer is banana. Oh, fruitcake. Do you know know if pear... Like, do you know if all of those have alcohol uh, content or, or was it a, you found banana and then you've just added other fruits? Uh, yes. I, this is what you said second. Yeah. Okay. I found out banana had, had the alcoholic content and I just added in three random fruits. Fair enough. You're yes. absolutely within nice. your rights to uh, do that cool. as a, uh, as a quiz master. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I would have thought that pear and, and pineapple mm. would have had some alcoholic content. It is uh, likely that they do have some, but that is the, the comparison was to non-alcoholics. Um, uh, well, true, it is a point. it is a whopping it is a whopping zero all yes, after zero, two questions zero. so far. I'm a bit we worried won't. these are a bit too hard now. No, no, it'll be a one nil it'll be a one nil victory to someone. Moving on, question three. Yeah, will yes. there be a right answer? Question three. So I think this will be much easier for both of you. Uh, but which pint has the largest volume? British Imperial or American? I know the answer, I, so I can filibuster while you think. You, no, I was I was going to go I was going to go straight for the British Imperial. Uh, is that do you need me to filibuster anymore? Is that your is that your final no, answer? I, well, I mean, it makes me feel like I should rethink my answer. Oh, um, I'm not pressuring you but, at all. Uh, the no, I, James. Oh my. Oh, I was going <sighs> to I, I mean, going to chat about the volumes of it, but I couldn't possibly give Matt a. No, but it all co- it all comes down to the metric system again, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. correct the um the oh fruit cake. Oh, no, I'm going to stick with British. <laughs> I am also going to go British, yes. and I'm almost certain it's the correct answer. Uh, locked in, yes, British Imperial is the larger volume which I think is like 538 mils it is 568 mils mm-hmm. British Imperial American 473 yeah so if you get a pint in New Zealand mm. you're typically getting a American Correct. pint yes which most places call a Boston I think mm, like if yeah. your standard pint uh, glass is called yes. a Boston glass because of that but yes the uh mm. i think there's one place in wellington that claims to be the only place that serves an imperial pint um i think the spriggan fern yeah. and thorndon serves I an imperial so, pint yes. but, oh, yeah. but we're one apiece mm. good one on apiece. you for sticking to yes. your instinct i wasn't sure. trying to chase you away from it Matt. No, i was just okay. uh, like wanting sure to give you the time oh, no no <laughs> tactics involved at all <laughs> one or after three very nice okay question four I will admit I had a bit of issue wording this correctly. So if I need to reword it, we'll go from there. But here we are. When malt is added to beer, what flavor does it typically give? Is it bitterness, sweetness, dryness, or spice? Can you repeat the question? Yes. Just while we have a think. So you, you add malt to beer to add a particular flavour. What is that flavour? Bitterness, sweetness, dryness, spice. Okay, I think I know what I'm going to go with. I'm torn between two answers. I'm torn between between bitter and dryness. 
um, myself. I'm just malt. I'm just trying to. You know what? I'm gonna go with dryness. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The two you were picking were the two that I wasn't on. I was mm. thinking of the other two. I'm gonna go with sweetness. Okay. Very interesting. The correct answer is sweetness. Yes. yes. Get in. Yes. So typically with beer, malt adds sweetness to it and your hops add your bitterness and your spice. Okay, so I was just thinking of the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, yes. I just thought sweetness because of like... Do you know if there's anything that gives the dryness? Um, I mean, now that I think about it, dryness isn't really a flavour. It was a... uh, (laughs) Last minute, Dry. last minute option. I added in. I got, adds I got red duped. herring flavor. I got it adds a, a red herring tang to any beer. Mm-hmm. All right, right, next we two one after we two one after four five after four four. Yes. Right. So question number five: Which best describes a session beer? So we have wheat, low alcohol, zero alcohol. Or Kolsch. I know so what I'm looking at. What is a, a session beer? A session beer? Mm-hmm. Wheat. Can you give me the... alcohol. Zero alcohol. Kolsch. Uh, oh, Novus. You know what? I thought I was going to be good at this quiz, but it seems like my mind doesn't know where to go. Um... I'm going to uh, go lower. You should know this answer. You should know mm-hmm. this answer. Well, that I don't know what that last one is. What is it? What did you say? Quish. Kolsch. Kolsch. I won't say any more because it could give away the answer. Ah, fruitcake. Well, I, I almost want to say that because I don't know what that means. I'm going to say Kolsch. Looking in Kolsch. I'm, I'm looking in what I think you were saying before, which is low alcohol. Oh, so, a session beer... Is a low alcohol beer. You've, oh, you've yes. drunk lots of session beers, mate. Anything that's was, like three percent. Yes, is, I was uh, gonna say it, but then that last uh, word got yes. A uh, Kolsch is a Belgian-style beer traditionally. Uh, mm. Okay, okay, all right. I'm doing yes. horribly. That's fine. Don't be bullied. That's all right. Yes. <laughs> Um, so that was actually the end of the beer questions. There was only five. Okay, good. Because uh, the film I'm going to be rubbish, mate. This is your time to shine. <laughs> I think I think this is where the tides could turn. All right, up three one after five. Yes, I'm going to squander. We've seen three one leads be squandered before. <laughs> we have. Yes, <laughs> Milan, <laughs> Liverpool, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> three one's dangerous. <laughs> okay, so the first of the film based questions: Which actor? Broke two toes while filming Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Uh, this is an ongoing meme within one of the group chats I'm in. Oh. Okay, oh. options. So, Orlando Bloom, Sean Bean, Viggo Mortensen, Sean Austin. Yeah, I know the answer. I'm looking in Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, same. Yes, uh, you're both correct. It's the that scene is, where he kicks he kicked, the helmet. He kicked, kicked a helmet, he yeah. Yes, the actual scene that made it into the film is the one where he broke his toes. So in this group <laughs> chat, I don't know if anyone from that group chat is listening, but every like, few days someone will send a message and be like, 
did you guys know that Viggo Mortensen broke his toes? <laughs> just because, yes, everyone knows, that, like, everyone within that group at least mm-hmm. takes a meme format. Anyway. Okay. I, but we're both, we're both on the board. Yes. 4-2. Four, four well, 4-2. Keep the lead. Um, now that I've turned pages, I've realised I've got a, another potential alcohol-based drink that I have got out of order. That's got it. There we go. You're the quiz master. That's you all right. Ask him I, how that's fine. You do what you want. Ha- having said that, I've potentially already given away the answer, but that oh, is fine. Um, so, please correct me, Matt, if I pronounce this wrong. Um, if you were drinking Waipiru, what would you be drinking? Waipiru. So, W-A-I-P-I-R-U. So, your options being... Waipiru. Milk, water, juice, alcohol. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ah, I believe sorry, it what is the... the Maori word for one of those answers. What were the What was the options again? Sorry, milk, water, juice, or alcohol. All right, oh. I think I know what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I mean, I'm just on the type of quiz it is. I'm going to go alcohol. <laughs> I'm also going to go alcohol. Yes. <laughs> You are both correct. Yes! Got him! Yes. Maybe a few easy ones every now and then. That's all right. We need, we need them for the yeah, morale. Yeah, we should have started with that one, yeah. Made a good yes, bit more maybe. confidence. All right, what are we up to? Question... Okay, uh, question number eight. Question eight. Very good. Okay, so, in the film, Finding Nemo, what is the name of Nemo's dad? Is it Joe, Kevin, Marlon, or Stan? Finding Nemo's dead. That's a great question. I know my answer. So do I. What are you going? Marlon. Marlon. Yep. Marlon. Marlon is correct. Yes, well done. I've just realised we probably should just do a 3 two, one to say the answer. That would eliminate any possibility for, for skullduggery. We can do that from now on. Yes. Okay, right. from now on. Yep. Also, I've lost... What What? What are we on? I've lost track of the score. Well, I think it's now... Uh, six, Four to seven? Four to James. After how many questions? Eight. Okay. So there's five questions left and you've got to make up two. Sure. I believe in you, Matt. Okay. Thank you. All right. So here we are. Question nine. What is the highest grossing box office film of all time? Box office film. Is it Titanic? Avatar? Gone with the Wind? Or Avengers Endgame? I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's 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 been all of them. It's been all of them mm-hmm. um, at some point, potentially. At some point, um, potentially. Um, yeah, I think I know my answer. I think I do as well. Yes, both locked in. Three, two, one. Avengers. Avengers. Yes, you're both correct. It is the <laughs> I... highest-grossing box office film. But <laughs> Gone with the Wind is technically the film that's made the most money of all time. If you account for inflation, inflation, yeah, 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 all those things, yes, yeah, yeah, I heard that. So that I was hoping to be a, a spinner in the works, but you, you've both passed. Wow, well, particularly with old Marvel boy over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. Right, good seven good five, stuff. seven five after mm. after nine. After nine. All right. Uh, question ten. In Beauty and the Beast, what are the names of the candle and the clock? 
Is it Waxy and Clockman? Lumiere and Cogsworth? Flicker and Cogsworth? Or Lumiere and Tonk? <laughs> Do we need those I like, options again? I like yeah, the, I do, no, actually. I'm, I'm good. What is it? What what, so, what were the the two in the question? The clock. So, the, the name of the candle and the clock from Beauty and the Beast. Okay, the candle and the clock. Yes. And the options, please. Waxing Not leaving out and the first clockman. one. First one, very important. Waxing Clockman, mm-hmm. okay. Lumiere and Cogsworth. Yeah. Flicker and Cogsworth. Or... Lumiere and Tonk. Okay, I'd better say mine first because I'm less confident. Uh, I know it's Lumiere. I don't know. I know there's lots of other characters. I'm going to go with Lumiere and Tonk. And I think Cogsworth's a character, but I think Cogsworth's a different character. Lumiere and Tonk is my answer. Uh, I'm I'm going with his other answer, Lumiere and Cogsworth. The answer is Lumiere and Cogsworth. Fuck. Is yes. Tonk a character? Uh, not in Beauty and the no. Beast, as far as I know. Okay. <laughs> I knew Lumiere and Cogsworth mm-hmm. were both. So your, your fake-imagined, clock-related yes. name, Tonk, <laughs> did get me. So I congratulate good, you good, on that. Good. I congratulate you on that. I'm sure it pleases you as a quiz master very much. Yeah. Okay, I knew Cogsworth was a character, but I haven't seen the, the live action remake and I haven't watched the original in a long time. Right. You've pegged one back, mate. Good. I've pegged one back. Right. Okay, question 11. In Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I can see the look on James's face already. Uh, so, what sweet escapes... Uh, page, page number 364 <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> uh, sorry. What sweet escapes from Harry's hand on the Hogwarts Express. So a chocolate frog, a curly whirly, magic bubble gum, or a Bertie Bott's every flavour bean? I, I, uh, as I have my answer. Not surprise anyone, I have an answer. What's yes. your answer, Matt? Uh, chocolate frog. I'm also going chocolate frog. Correct answer. Well done. <sighs> Good stuff. <laughs> Oh, is there and one boys, question left? Nice and tight. We have two. Two questions left. And a potential tiebreaker. Oh. What is it? Eight, seven. Mm, I believe so. I believe it's eight, eight seven. seven. with two to go. Well done, boys. All right. Question 12. <laughs> in Shrek 2, what object is in Puss in Boots' hat? Oh, is it God. a pencil, a ribbon, a flower, or a feather? Oh, I'm not a fan oh, of Shrek 2. I know lots of okay. people are, but yep. I'm just going to absolutely be guessing. Um, what happens in Shrek 2 that would make him take his hat off? The iconic pose of him with his hat on his chest with the oh, thin eyes staring up at him. I feel like now you've helped me. <laughs> um, what were the options? Ribbon, flower, feather, feather pencil. and pencil. Um... Okay, I think I know what I'm going to go for. Yeah, I have my answer. Um, I'm going to go for flower. James Lockin flower? Uh, f- uh, it's a feather. It's a feather? The correct answer is feather. No! Matt's <laughs> no, tied it up. No. Curse the sequels. I do not love the Shrek sequels. Oh, well done. <laughs> well done, guys. Okay. 
Oh, you couldn't have dreamed it up anymore. 8 8 with one question to go. Matt is stoked. Look at his pretty little face. Okay. Right, here we are. Question 13. Lucky number 13. What is the name of the talking dog in Up? We've got Dog, Dig, Dog, or Doug. Those options again. Yeah, please. Dog, as in D-A-W-G. Dig, Dog, or Doug. I think I know what the answer is. I think I have my answer. Matt is confident. Matt is confident. I feel like we should say at the same time, Matt. Do you need right. more time or... Um, n- n- uh, no, I think I've got it. <laughs> okay. Should we, should we say after three? We'll say, yeah, after three. All right. Three, two, one. Doug. Doug. I think we both locked in Doug. You both locked in Doug. You're both correct. Ooh. Ooh tie so we, uh, we do have a tiebreaker. Hello, my name is Doug. Well, I am Doug. Hello. Wow, the tiebreaker was Ooh. needed. It is. I could potentially use my a few other questions if it's needed, if, but we will needed. we will see. If needed, we'll see. Here we go. Tiebreaker. Right. In Harry Potter, aside from producing the elixir of life, what other power does the philosopher's stone possess? Can it Turn silver into gold. Turn coal into gold. Turn metal into gold. Or does it show the heart's greatest desire? Do we need those again? Please. Yeah, fire it away. Okay, so the Philosopher's Stone produces the elixir of life. But what else can it do? Turn silver into gold. Turn coal into gold. Turn metal into gold, or does it show the heart's greatest desire? Not an easy oh, question, even as a, as a passionate Potter fan. I think I know what my answer is going to be. I am by no means sure that it is the correct answer. Yeah, I'm just confused because I know that the mirror shows the heart's greatest desire in, in the... But then I've also never heard of the stone being able to change something from something to something else. I'm just going to go with the, the heart's greatest desire. I am going to lock in C, metal to gold. Matt, you're going for heart's greatest desire, correct? Yeah. Okay, the correct answer is it turns metal into gold. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <sighs> Ah, oh, unlucky uh, match. An, well played. An, an unfair Harry Potter heavy quiz. Oh, mate. You juked me there, Hamish. You juked me there. I Did feel, I? I feel... Yeah, because the, the biggest Harry Potter fan is sitting right in front of you. Yeah. Look, I was not involved in writing no. many of the questions. Some of them I may have... <laughs> No, no. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can find a way to uh, to, to to split the prize because I feel I no, feel like I've done you no, last one. No, no, you can't do that. Look, you've won fair and square. I was just happy I didn't lose by as big of a deficit as all no. of the other quizzes we have done. You know uh, what? Your your punishment. I have yet to Matt, win a quiz. 
your punishment is you have to go away and drink some bloody session beers because I know yes. that you drink them. <laughs> I do. I just, I just conf- confused yeah. myself. What's the point? It would say on the can. It would say session, and you go. This is only three percent. Hey, Hamish, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Hamish. Really appreciate you, and thank you for being. It was my absolute pleasure, guys. Not only our our first guest on the show, but our first guest quizmaster, and as we said, the first unofficial sponsor of the show, providing uh, the goods that allow the the quiz to keep on going. So, thank you very much. When we when we blow up massively uh, in the future, we will never forget that you were the first sponsor of the show and an avid listener so anyone else out there listening who might be interested in in sponsoring the quiz at some point who might be interested in coming on and and being a part of it please please reach out because we have a very low threshold for what we will accept as as sponsorship (laughs) for the show um we have run over the hour so i think we will we will wrap it up there, but thank you so much, Hamish, for coming on. Matt, thank you as ever. Um, enjoy your your freedoms of, of this week as you oh, embark into two point five. Keep that mask <laughs> on, and um, yeah, hope hope Sylvia Park treats you well over the next wee while. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, just wanted to say that. It's thank thank you, Hamish, for uh, for being here. Nice to talk to you again, bro. Um, Always good to talk and- to you, mate. <laughs> and yeah thank you once again to all of our listeners for um, just yeah listening to everything that we have to say about everything going on and as we always say if you need a helping hand during this time reach out talk to someone um, because uh, we're always there for each other so thank you very much alright we'll see you guys all next time peace peace